0: Another edition of the Down Podcast, your one-stop shop for anything and everything surrounding the Seattle Mariners baseball team. My name is Rick Clark and with me as always the guy who won the war of attrition that was NCAA bracket tournament challenge on ESPN, Mr. Bo Chisholm. Bo, how are you doing tonight?
1: Uh, I'm the champion in so many NCAA basketball leagues right now with my single pick of UConn in the final four. I feel like I feel like I feel like the skinniest kid at fat camp. I'm doing really well because because March Madness was so much fun. But Gonzaga, that's another story. But maybe we won't talk about that.
0: Probably um, not. Probably not. Bad, uh, bad, bad feelings right now. (sighs)
1: Yeah, very bad feelings But uh, I'm doing well, I'm doing well How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good Um, It's not snowing anymore here, which is nice Um, And baseball season is is almost there And I can't be any more happier We got MLB the show out Like, the Mariners are rocking it on there They're soon to be rocking at T-Mobile Park Can't ask for anything more right now. Really can't. So before we get into everything, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone again for taking the time to listen to the Forks Down podcast. Um, If you're returning, if you're a new um, listener, you know, thank you for choosing Forks Down. You know, hopefully your new home for Mariners baseball. Um, We are actually uh, we got some news at the end. Um, we're going to start going to two podcasts a week. Um, we kind of hinted at it in the last couple episodes, but, uh, I think we're going to do it this, uh, you know, in a couple weeks. So we'll get to that news in a little bit, but if you haven't already go hit, um, our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, just search forks down podcast, give us a like on there. Um, also like, and subscribe on your podcast listening app. Um, I found out Bo, um, recently that, Our ad that we shot um, two weeks ago that just started playing on all our episodes also plays on stuff like uh, Amazon and other listening apps, not just Spotify. So I think that's pretty cool. You get to hear my glorious voice talk about Spotify for podcasters. So, um, you know, definitely, definitely go hit that up. Go hit like or subscribe on your podcast listening app. Get notified about new episodes. All right, that's that. <laughs> um, good, I got a giggle out of you. Anyways, uh, before we get into anything that's even related to the Mariners season, um, as we shot the last episode, uh, I think it was Mexico and Japan playing, and then the- Mexico
1: and Japan in one of the one of the best baseball games in a long time. Yep, yep. yep. yep.
0: So, yep. Uh, in between this week and last week. Uh we had the World Baseball Classic final and again another great game and I just wanna I just wanna say I called Shohei Otani striking out Mike Trout. Um I called Japan winning. So you may have won the bracket challenge, Bo, but I won the WBC final pick. So <clears throat>
1: Mike trout strikes out like a quarter of the time. Anyways, like you were like a quarter to a third of the time. Anyways, like there was, there was no doubt in my mind that Otani was striking out trout there. No doubt. But anyways, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. How does that sound?
0: <laughs> Thank you. I got to win something. I'm catching L's for the last two weeks. So,
1: uh, but no, it was uh, pretty exciting. It was, um, I mean, it was, uh, you know, it's what you want. It's good drama. It's uh uh, somebody was make, making a case that like, oh, we're going to lose some of this drama with like the pitch clock, right? Don't, isn't this what we want? Like, you know, some big, deep breaths, some guys relaxing, you know, kind of getting in the mood, but, um, I don't know. We'll see how that all plays out in the future. But anyways, no, it was awesome TV to watch. It was, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I felt like the WBC data had, had a bigger, had a big field, big, a big feeling to it more so than ever before this year. So um, I hope that that bodes well for the sport and um, yeah, no, man, it was a lot of fun. And I know like a lot of people are looking forward to the next one in a couple of years. So uh, yeah. What did you think about the WBC as a whole? Do you think it was a success? Kind of, What do you think about
0: it? I I think it was a overwhelming success. I mean, we did have a couple injuries, obviously the big one, Edwin Diaz, um, Freddie Freeman got hurt. Um, There are a couple other minor injuries that, don't look to be too serious. Nolan Arenado, stuff like that. But, um, you know, I, I think it's awesome to see big fight feels and baseball games, and it was March, you know. Um, I can't wait for the next one. This is honestly probably the first World Baseball Classic that I followed from start to finish, not just catch, you know, outside of pool play. You know, I, I watched a lot of pool play games. I watched most of the semis and the finals and stuff like that. Um, so it really, it really was a fun event. Um, I just, I really feel like, um, the next one's going to attract some more big names. Um, you know, you, you saw those players go out and, and give it their all for their country. And I think that's just going to attract bigger names, better, better players in the future. Um, so yeah, great world baseball classic. Can't, can't ask for anything else. And, and I wish. Actually, I kind of don't wish it. I think what is it? Three years in between World Baseball Classics. I think three or four years is
1: twenty twenty six. I think is the next one. Yep. Yeah, that's so,
0: right. Yep. Yeah. So like three, you know, I'm cool with that. I kind of kind of wish there was some more meaningful baseball in March, but um, you know, it kind of feels like the start of the season's kind of inching further and further <laughs> closer to the start of March. I mean, obviously, I don't think we're ever going to get to the start of March. You're going to have spring training, but. Um, meaningful, meaningful baseball in March was, was fun And hats off to Japan um, You know they uh, There's a reason They were one of the three best teams In the World Baseball Classic going into it And there was a reason that they were Probably the number one team throughout the whole whole Tournament So um, shout out Japan Shoei, please come to Seattle next year <laughs>
1: Whoa That'll uh, be a price tag, but Yeah. yeah. We'll see.
0: Um uh, you know, the other big thing, you know, we had the World Baseball Classic. Um, you know, and obviously the season's starting. MLB the show came out. Um, you know, it's got Jazz Chisholm on the cover. I know some Mariners fans were a little peeved because they thought Julio probably had a good shot of being on the cover. Um, I think it was just more uh, logistical things. You know, he was wanting to do the world baseball classic um I, I just don't think he would have been available as much i i felt through the offseason you saw a lot of stories from him in the dominican republic so jazz Chisholm is a uh is a good um representative for the face of that franchise or the face of the cover of mlb the show rather um but bo what's i'm going to start off you hit me with trivia at the end usually so i'm going to hit you um with some trivia at the beginning of the episode so I took pictures, and I haven't shared them with you, of the Mariners' overall rankings. Okay? Now, the trivia question to you today is I want you to give me the top five players for Seattle Mariners, without looking it up, as according to MLB The Show.
1: Um. Are pitchers and hitters on the same? Yes. Yes. Overall ring. I, yeah.
0: You know what? I'll even make it a little bit easier for you. Just a little bit. In the top yeah. five, there are three pitchers and two hitters.
1: Three pitchers and two hitters. Um. So Julio Rodriguez. He is number one. He has an, 80, an 89 overall
0: rating, best rating on the team.
1: Okay. Um, 3 hit, three pitchers, two hitters, so yep. you said? Yep, yep. Um, I'll go Luis Castillo. He is number 2 best pitcher on the team, okay.
0: 88 overall.
1: Okay. Um, I will go with Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray is not in the
0: top 5, but I will tell you wow. he is an 80 overall rated pitcher, and at the end I will tell you how he rates among pitchers. At least starting
1: wow. pitchers. So you said you said pitchers. You didn't say starting pitchers. Correct? That's is that correct. A hint at all? It, it might okay. be a little bit of a hit. All right. Well, I will go with I will go with Andres Munoz then. He is number four on the team. He
0: okay. has an 86 overall rating. OK, so you got one hitter and one pitcher left.
1: I got one hitter and one pitcher left. One mm-hmm. hitter and one pitcher left. Is, is there defensive value baked into any of this?
0: Yes. Yes. For hitters, yes. Okay. Keep, just for reference, Key Brian Hayes. Doesn't have the greatest hitting stats, but he's got a pretty good overall because he has 99 defense.
1: Okay. Is Cal Raleigh on the list?
0: Cal Raleigh is number seven with okay. an 80 overall.
1: Hmm. um well then i will go with ty france
0: ty france is i think also an 80 overall which is 10th on the team tied for seven through eight so they're you know yeah but he is not in the top five
1: um hey oscar hernandez
0: he is number three with an 87
1: okay. overall so you got okay. one pitcher
0: in the fifth spot on the team
1: I would assume it's well. I think it's it's the other. I'll go. I'll start with Logan Gilbert. I'll go with Logan it is, Gilbert.
0: It is not. He's number. He's number six.
1: So so is George Kirby.
0: George Kirby number five, eighty-two. So if you're keeping tally at home, Whew. Robbie Ray is the fourth best starting pitcher on the team, according to MLB The Show. Uh, Gino is got an eighty overall. Uh, which is good for eight or however he's tied with a bunch of people that have 80 Gilbert's an 81. So he's sixth on the team. Um, the, the thing that I, I, they put in minor leaguers and I told you this before the show and they don't usually have high ratings because you just don't know what they're going to do um, at the major league level. So the, the one last question for you, I have of the three big minor league pitchers, Emerson Hancock, Taylor dollard, and, um Bryce Miller who's got the best overall of those three
1: so I mean I assume that they got to start putting the game into production or starting to get more work at it you know in the summer or the fall sometime yeah probably. they can adjust they can adjust things here or there right and Bryce Miller kind of jumped up the ranks after that so I'm gonna go with Emerson Hancock
0: you are correct on that he is a 67 overall Taylor Dollar to 65 overall so they're pretty close but then Bryce Miller, they just really uh, take a big crap on him. Um, he's fifty-seven overall, and he's a relief pitcher in the game, not a starter.
1: Mm. So, yes, yeah, like I said, he he, he kind of climbed up boards in the off-season, mm-hmm. which is when the game was probably getting created. So I'm not super surprised by that. But, yeah, um...
0: and and that's subject to change. I mean, they'll do they'll do offline rosters, and that's what we were using. Um, if you're like me, I play Diamond Dynasty. Um, They've actually got a ninety-five overall Harry Ford in the game already, because he's one of the World Baseball Classic cards that they release, and so they fluctuate in Diamond Dynasty all the time. Um, you know, so you'll see, you'll see people drop up, you know, or rise up to golden diamond status. You have got people that'll drop down to silver, bronze, common. So, anyways, MLB the Show. If you haven't already, go check it out. It's kind of cool. Um, they even got the, uh, the post-game celebration in there where they, uh, they do the little dance, you That's know, right. in a circle. So, yeah. um, cool. It's, it's pretty cool, pretty cool, but all right. Well, Mariners transactions, um, there's been quite a few of them because I think we've got to look at what the final roster is. Um, you know, we've been kind of waiting on pins and needles to see who, uh, who was going to be option, who was going to make the team, who was going to get released and, and um, there was a couple people that were released by the Mariners and one rule five pick that was returned back to their original team. Why don't you touch on those real quick?
1: Sure thing. Yep. So we had a uh, rule five pick, uh, Chris Clark, um, did get returned to the, uh, to the Cubs. Um, just could not really make it stick. I think, you know, Guys bring on Rule 5 picks all the time to see if they can, you know, maybe make it in the bullpen or um they get a little something out of them, maybe something a scout saw or something. But uh Chris Clark, 5-4 ERA and a couple innings of work and spring training. So I think the Mariners just decided, you know, probably best just to kind of send him back to Chicago. Um Cole Calhoun did opt out of his uh his deal that he had with the Mariners. He had a minor league deal in place, um, but he decided to uh to opt out before the deadline and we'll see where he kind of ends up. Um, I, uh, I'll be curious to kind of see um, if there is something like, I think he did have the opt out deadline. Maybe there's still something the Mariners can, him can work out in the future, especially just given maybe outfield depth or anything that happens in the future. So maybe we'll see him again. Maybe we won't. Um, and then the Mariners did release Leonis Martin. Um the onus kind of had a rough spring. Um, I guess we kind of thought before he kind of joined, maybe like there was some, maybe it's going to be some kind of role for him in the organization. And maybe there still is in some way shape or form, but um, uh, but we'll see. Uh, maybe he uh, tries his hand over in Japan or somewhere else too. So anyways, um, those are kind of the, the priority transactions yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah, I'll kick it back over to you for any other spring training notes.
0: Yeah. Um, just, just, I saw Luke Voit. Um, you know, opt out with the Brewers and then he ended up resigning. I, I could see that happen with Cole Calhoun, um, you know, in the future. Um, so that's definitely a person to keep an eye on, but the Ananis Martin was definitely not a surprise, um, with those releases and, and the return of Chris Clark back to the Cubs, um, roster sits at 30 right now. Um. There's three, I think this is current on here, three or two days of spring training to go. Um, We're bound to see Taylor Trammell and Dylan Moore be placed on IL. Um, Jonathan Classe is still on the spring training team. Um, He looks to be optioned. Um, So there is a a spot in the bullpen up for grabs. Um, You know, Gabe Spire got optioned. Justin Topa could be the last one out and of s three twenty seven. So today uh, yep. he is the last one out. Um, but you, it sounds like you still assume there might be a battle there. Um, you know, do you still yeah. feel
1: that Yeah. I think that's, uh, I think the fact that they kept Spire and Topa so late before they optioned them, I think that's telling in a, in a very positive way. Like I think that, um, I think that just means that those guys are going to be the first two up at some point and actually i think gabe spire i think gabe spire might be i gave spires kind of got an inside track there just because he is left-handed mm-hmm. and um I, you know i don't the mariners are you know i think in this cur- current homestand or in this current first for, first four games we're going to have the guardians and the guardians have a couple left-handers but um you know i think for the most part we're just going to roll with the right handers that we have so I think Gabe Spire is going to be the first one called up. I thought Gabe Spire had a really good spring um, and he got a lot of innings pitched in the spring, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's uh, a left-hander that we see first um, out of Tacoma. uh, Justin Topa also had a really nice spring, so we know the bullpen is going to be fluctuating, moving around quite a bit as the season goes along, as the Mariners do, so I wouldn't be surprised to see both these guys um, very soon in some capacity.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, I mean, Um, like you said, they both have really good springs. So, um, if anything was to happen with say like a Trevor got, or I think someone that's also kind of on the block right now is, uh, Matt Festa, you know, you could definitely see those guys be coming in and, and getting some innings, you know, up on the major league squad. So with all these, you know, people going on the IL people being optioned, I think we've got a pretty clear cut roster, um, you know, to start the season with. Obviously, our rotation was pretty set, you know, outside of the fifth spot. Well, actually, the fourth spot, I guess. Um, But Luis Castillo, Robbie Ray, Logan Gilbert, Marco Gonzalez, and George Kirby. They said George Kirby's going to be the five, which is actually really surprising in my mind. Um, There might be something to that as, you know, know, the season wears on. Um, But no surprises in the rotation, I'm sure. There's no surprises for you there, um.
1: no surprises, and I don't, I don't think that George Kirby being the fifth starter is like, I don't think, I don't think that's a rank, right? Like, I don't think that, I don't think they're ranking starters that way, right? I don't think that's, I don't think that's the way you should look at it like that. I think that, I think honestly, they're just trying to stretch, they're just trying to delay George Kirby a little bit, just because. Uh, first full season first full workload like they're Mm -hmm. not trying to just move him I think you know I think they want to give him enough time between starts and everything else and stretch him out so I think it's perfectly fine Um, Mm -hmm. and you know I think I think by the end of the season certainly George Kirby if he stays healthy he'll be um, you know up in that up in the topper potentially potentially number two in the in the bullpen in the bullpen in the rotation Mm -hmm. and uh, you know there's nothing to nothing to worry about right now on that front so Mm yeah. Uh, bullpen, you know, with, with, uh,
0: Topa and Spire being optioned, Andres Munoz, Paul Seawald, Matt Brash, Diego Castillo, Matt Festa, Trevor Gott, Penn Murphy, and Chris Flexen, um, all right-handers. So, um, that kind of sticks out to me because, you know, my big problem with the bullpen since the offseason started was who's going to be the lefty out of the pen. They are deciding not to go with a lefty, um, does it feel like that hurts the team at all? Like, I I feel like they should have like one lefty option in the pit.
1: Um, it can hurt the team a little bit. And again, I think it I think some of it depends on the opponent. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Like, I think if you're playing the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays are incredibly right handed. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it really matters too much then. Uh, the, the guardians, they're a little more left-handed, so you're going to, well, I guess left-handed, they got some switch hitters too. So like maybe it made more sense to do that, but, um, I don't know. I keep going back to, we didn't really have much of a, we didn't really have a righty op a lefty option last year, right? You can't really think of one lefty option that we really had. Like that was immediately like our guy, right? So like we went, we were pretty right hand heavy last year, so yeah. So what you're telling me in game one of the
0: ALDS this year, if we face the Astros, we're going to have to bring Robbie Ray out again to face Jordan. Oh, I don't like it. I'm just, I'm just joking, but <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with the bullpen. Um, You know, you're right. We got pretty far in the season without a very viable lefty. I don't count Ryan Barucki or, Brandon or uh excuse me Brandon Bernardino you know but um yeah uh catchers we're carrying three catchers this year Cal Rowley, who I assume is going to be the number 1 Tom Murphy spelling him um you know every couple days getting some at bats when there's a lefty on the mound and then Cooper Hummel looks like he's making the team and uh they have him at catcher I think we're going to see him more um outfield maybe some first base we'll see um but uh again no surprises there um outside of maybe Cooper Hummel I'm glad he made the team I really am
1: yeah no super happy for Cooper Hummel and like there were a lot of people that were dogging him when his when, his, when the spring training started because he did have some rough uh, he did have he did have a rough start to spring training mm-hmm. and uh yeah, it was uh, super good to see him kind of turn it around. He ended up with I think four home runs in spring training, tied uh, Jared Kelnick for the most there. And um, yeah, I felt like this was uh, an earned, an earned thing that he did this spring training. So super happy for that. Yep, yep. yep. Uh,
0: infield, um, we knew the four starters going in, um, and, and it didn't change. Ty France at first, Colton Wong at second, um, J.P. Crawford at short, Gino at third. Um, Dylan Moore, who's going on the aisle, he'll be there at some point. Um, and then probably my biggest surprise of the whole spring training, Tommy Ostella is gonna make the team as a backup third baseman, back backup first baseman. Um I will say I'm not I, I'm surprised because i f- I felt like he didn't warrant a roster spot because he got hurt during spring training and it just wasn't mm. going to be indicative of what he could do for this team um i will say i talked to yep. uh i talked to a friend that i, I met recently his name's brad um, um he was an oakland a's fan and uh, he's now a mariners fan he just didn't like the direction that the a's were going and we, we were actually talking earlier today about um, the team, and, and actually specifically Tommy O'Stella, and he was kind of excited to see Tommy O'Stella make the team, and I'm, I told him like I just I really don't get it, you know, and he goes, well, you know, look at it this way, his 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 stats show he gets a lot of walks, um, and and he's maybe not be the best defensively, but he's gonna be able to come in, um, maybe you you know, um, have a runner on second, you get a pinch hitter in, he's gonna either you know, force a, the pitcher to throw a lot of um balls or he's gonna make some big hits, um, hopefully. Um, so I don't know, we'll see. We'll see with Tommy LaStella And then uh Sam Haggerty um rounds out kind of the he's gonna be playing the super utility role. Um they've been very vocal about him probably getting reps at shortstop, which I find is probably gonna be a little bit dicey, judging he played a lot of outfield last year. Um, but uh what do you what do you feel on LaSella and, and Haggerty getting mentioned in that infield and making the team?
1: Yeah, I um I mean I've I've said my piece about Lestelle before. I just don't know I'm very hopeful, right? I'm very hopeful. But I mean he mostly played D H this spring training and um yeah, I I guess I'm hopeful, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna be open minded about Tommy Lestella and I wonder how much like if Taylor Trammell – and Dylan Moore were both healthy. I wonder what this kind of outlook, what this Mariner team would be like, right? Who like who's that 26th guy? Who's that 25th guy? Does that bump, you know, La off there? But if we want to keep Dylan if we want to have Dylan Moore on there, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if just like a couple of things would be different if a couple of guys were healthier. So um yeah, I guess I I, I do kind of feel like Tommy Stella like, yes, he can probably come up with a big base hit every once in a while. Um I'll probably have to wait and see with him in the field if I if I'm comfortable with him playing there. Because just like, um, I don't know. I don't know. I just I just I, I felt like it's brain training. There was a couple of times where I just didn't know if he was going to be the right guy for the right role at the time. And if he is right now, then, you know, that's the way that we're going to roll with it. I uh, I'm still skeptical. I guess I'm skeptical that time is going to be with this team like I said before, Jackie Robinson day, I guess probably maybe extend it to by the month of May. I'd be surprised if he's still with the team, but um, I guess moving to Sam Haggerty. um, I, uh, uh, this is the way they're going to roll with it. The Mariners. Um, And I'm, you know, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the fielding line right now. Sam Haggerty has not played. I guess Sam Haggerty played 12 innings at second base last year. Oh, wow. Um, 12 innings and he had 10 innings in the COVID certain year at third base in 2020. Um, but that's his, that's his professional. That's his major league, major league baseball experience in that now in the minor leagues. Yes. In the minor leagues, it does look like he's played. He played a little bit of shortstop last year in Tacoma. It looks like and then he did play some more second base in Tacoma last year. So it kind of seems like they've been preparing for him for this in some way or shape or form, but, um, Yeah. I mean, Sam Haggerty is a good fielder, um, good defensive player. Um, I do worry about a guy that maybe that's not like the position that he's been playing actively been playing these last couple of years or say, you know, every other day. So I don't know. I'll, uh, I'll be a more believer once I see him out there. Um, I do kind of wish, I mean, Uh, you dog me every week for saying, I wish we had IKF, but I feel like IKF or some version of IKF, somebody that's played shortstop, somebody they can play that backup position. Well, like I do kind of wish that we would probably rather have that. Um, but, uh, you know, Sam Haggerty can make me a believer. So, um, uh, other than that, you know, I think I'm fine with it. He's going to give you some decent offense, um, steal a couple bags. So, Mm -hmm. um, Pretty happy with. I mean, Haggerty is a super utility guy. It's fine to me. I just wish we had maybe some better options that we could um, bring up on that. You know, infield. I guess that's kind of where I would go with that. Yeah. But uh, it's okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I think you and everyone else. Um, and then obviously the outfielders, just to round out the team. No surprises. Kelnick, Teoscar, Julio, and Aj Pollock all make the team. Um, you know. We don't really have to touch on them because we've touched on them a lot. Um, outside of Julio, just continue to light up spring training, which has been been cool to see. Um, some notable omissions, um, and and one that you mentioned um, in our um, little guide here, Evan White. Um, you know, we thought at the start of spring training when he kind of got off to a little bit of a hot start, we thought there was a good chance he could make the team. Um, that's the last time we mentioned him, and we never heard from him again. You know, he just kind of floated into the abyss. Uh, what do you think went wrong with him? Um, you know, he, did he just fall off in spring and couldn't recover? Or do you think he was battling an injury there or what?
1: Um, It's somewhat tough to say. Uh, maybe there's some injury battle there, but I guess he, you know, also said this is like the healthiest that he's been in a long time. So mm-hmm. um, it's difficult for me to say one way or another, Um. But uh, you know, seven strikeouts in seven games, um, struck out in basically half of his plate appearances, right? So um, I think that's still just uh just a factor for Evan White as he goes forward there. I just uh it's funny how these things move in spring training, right? We say spring training stats don't matter, and then we kind of see Evan White really, you know, toughen it out in spring training and mm-hmm. we never hear from him again almost, right? So um but uh, yeah, he was somebody I was really rooting for just because he's somebody that's fun to watch play in the field. Right. Like um, he's a fun guy to play with, like a fun guy to watch offensively. And I just was uh, I was rooting for him. But um, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take for him to get a, to get a call up at this point. So, um, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. A couple other notable omissions, or at least one that I can I can think of, you know, coming to mind outside of some of the relief pitchers, uh, Mike Ford, um, I feel like Mike Ford had some big hits in spring training. Um, not enough to warrant making the squad. So I don't think there is a big loss there. Um, maybe I might prefer him over Tommy Westella, but I feel like he got a little bit of versatility. You know, if Tommy Westella can play the field. So, um, yep. So uh, we've got. Do we have any more spring training games before the start of the season? Or. Do we kind of go on a break before uh, before we see the Guardians?
1: Um. So we had a game today. Uh, I think. Um, so what is today? Today is twenty uh, seventh. Um, the twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that's actually it. Let me pull it up real quick. I know Wednesday is the travel day, and I think the Mariners. Yeah, I think the Mariners are done. I think they are done. So. Okay. No more spring training games for the Mariners. I think they're doing some sort of diamond challenge or something like that at the ballpark. I think um, something a little different there at T-Mobile. So um, that's kind of cool. I don't know what's all involved with that. But um, other than that, nope, we are we are ready, set, go for spring training. So it's yep. uh, for spring training, for opening day um, on Thursday.
0: Yep. Yep. So awesome. Spring training's done. The season's almost here. Um, we're going to do something. Um, that uh, we're going to do for probably our um, second episode of the week. We're, we're planning on shooting that Wednesday night um, to kind of prep for the weekend series. Um, so that's what our, our Thursday episode that's going to be coming out is going to do. So we're going to preview the weekend series like we're going to do here. Um, our first series, excuse me, the Mariners first series of the season at T-Mobile Park is against the Cleveland Guardians. Um you know, we with the roster as it was announced, um we probably have a look at who is going to be pitching those days. Um you know, we got Luis Castillo versus Shane Bieber opening day starters. That's going to be game 1 3:30 and then we're probably going to have Robbie Ray 3:31. Um April 1st will be Logan Gilbert and Marco Gonzalez is going to um be on the bump on April 2nd. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if you've researched it at all, Bo. Do you know who could be starting games two through four for the Guardians? I I, I assume we're gonna see probably Tristan McKenzie, uh, maybe Aaron Savale. Um, you know, what what do we what should we be expecting outside of Shane Bieber for uh Cleveland pitching wise?
1: So Tristan McKenzie is battling a. Uh battling, I think, I believe it's his forearm or it's, uh, I can't remember what exact injury that he has. So it's a, it's a big blow to the guardians, oh, but, wow. um, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a big blow to them, but, um, we'll see how that all shakes out. Um, but yes, to your, your, you're right. The next pick you had, was well, yeah, those, so like I'm going off of what roster resource says when I went to MLB.com, they didn't really have, they had the Mariners probables up, but I don't think the guardians have announced anything yet, but yes, Aaron Savali, Cal control and Zach please would probably be the order of things there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right handers, um, Shane Bieber versus, uh, Luis Castillo. will be a, will uh, be an excellent pitching matchup to start off with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as I'm kind of going down the list here, um, I think it's important when well, I'm kind of looking at the guardians and I think we covered this in our guardians episode, when we talked about them Is I kind of feel like the guardians and the Mariners are somewhat similar in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, they have pretty good pitching staffs. Um, the offense could use a little help, but uh, for the most part, they have, you know, one or two big stars with a couple of guys to get us on base. So um, this should be a fun matchup just to kind of two teams that are somewhat similar. Um, and, I, I I think we just want to see we want to see what kind of mariner team we're going to get right after just how the season ended last year, mm-hmm. um, you know the excitement that's been around the team and you know what the te- what this team could be and obviously one series is not a make or break but um you know I feel like this is going to be uh it's going to be a great to see kind of what team we got coming into twenty twenty three so yep. yep um and and I'm gonna key on something here you said they're similar
0: teams they're very close in the power rankings. Uh, MLb.com released their power rankings today. Uh, Mariners were number nine on there. Guardians were number 12. Um, so they're very very close um, you know and and honestly, they're gonna be battling all season. Um, Guardians probably are gonna make a run at the Al Central again. Um, you know, just looking at what the White Sox have failed to do um, in the last couple of years and the twins still being in limbo. Uh, it's, you know, I wouldn't count them out, but I wouldn't, wouldn't place money on them either. Um, so, uh, you know, they're going to be a good test for us opening day. Very, very good team that we're bringing in. Um, you know, some of the, you, you mentioned that they have a couple bats, um, but could use some help. Um, would you consider Mike, Mikey Z, Mike Zanino, um, be one in their, one of their big bats this season? Um, or, um, should they be looking elsewhere even though Mikey Z made the, uh, made the roster?
1: Um, I mean, I don't know about a big bat. Like, I mean, Mikey Z has, you know, he has it in him every once in a while to hit 30 home runs, but I think, uh, Josh Bell is the guy that there was their, uh, quote unquote, big bat. They signed this offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Mikey Z, um, yeah, I think Mike Zanino just brings so much value, uh, defensively. Right on top of you know whatever you get offensively out of him is great. Um, mm-hmm. so like he just brings so much good value and handles the pitching staffs just so well that yeah, like I said, whatever whatever value he gets on the offensive side is just kind of bonus. But uh, that'll be fun too. It's always good to see former Mariners, especially guys that um you know the city pretty liked, just city liked as well. You know, back in back in the area, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be fun to see Mike Z there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the The guardians are going to have a bunch of left-handed bats. You know, it's
0: going to be interesting to see um, how the bullpen does. Uh, one of those left-handed bats is, is actually one of your favorite players, not just on the guardians, but probably in the whole league, Stephen Kwan. Um, you know, should we expect big things from him this season?
1: Yep. Yep. Go, yep, go Beavs. Um, Yeah, I think Stephen Kwan, um, he's somebody that's going to see like, can he repeat? Can he do kind of do what he did last year? Right. Is mm-hmm. he um, is he went on his own kind of rookie of the year campaign? Um, uh, we'll see. He's got um, I think he's got Pretty good speed. He's a good, uh, he's a great, I think, leadoff hitter. Um, mm-hmm. a leadoff hitter that I wish kind of like I wish the Mariners would find in some way. You know, I wish we could probably move Julio down a little bit and get a guy like Kwan at top. I think that would be really ideal. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think he's, I think he's going to have a good season. I don't know if he's going to have as good of a season as he did last year, but I think he's still going to be a pretty, um, I think elite defender or at least, you know, um, good enough defender and Then kind of his bat is going to be kind of what leads him just, with how, just how well he fights the zone and how well he, uh, um, you know, doesn't swing at bad pitches and, you know, hits for an average as well. So, um, do like Steven Kwan a lot. Um, and then, you know, I think looking at the other left handers here, you know, Jose Ramirez is a, sw- is a switch hitter. Josh Bell is a switch hitter. Josh Naylor's a left hander. Um, So, And I think that that could also be a subtle reason why maybe Marco's starting maybe the fourth game of the series as well, Mm -hmm. Um, just to kind of offset that a little bit. But uh, yeah, I think to go to say, um, I think obviously the Luis Castillo game opening day is a big one, but then we're really going to kind of see, I think, what Robbie Ray has, I think, in the, the Friday game. Mm. Um, and I'm going to, I think I'm going to put Robbie Ray up for a big game on Friday. I think, I think that might be, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that just like Robbie Ray, somebody that's having a bunch of energy coming off spring training that, um, I hope that continues for him as well. So if, if, um, if
0: I was to put a number on his strikeouts, let's say eight strikeouts, he going over under eight strikeouts.
1: Hmm. I will take, I will take the under just because I, just because I think the guardians do a pretty good job at at controlling the zone. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think I'll, I'll take the under just because of that, but I think Robbie Ray will still have a pretty good game. I will say six innings on Friday, but um, I'll take the under for right now, but maybe I'll change my tune. Maybe I'll change my tune by Thursday. So anyways, yep. Um,
0: The other way that the guardians are similar uh, going into the season is all their starters and most of their bullpen are right handers. Um, I think with them being all right-handers and and you put this down here. I don't think it's out of the realm for someone like Jared Kelnick or even Cal Raleigh to have, you know, big, fast starts to the season. You know, those are two of the guys we're really going to be looking at on offense to see, you know, for, for Kelnick, if he can, you know, continue his spring success and for Cal, can he take that next step? And I think both of them have that, that, chance to do that and i I really feel like the pitching staff that's coming in in cleveland um kind of helps them with that
1: yeah that's kind of my hope too i was i was uh yeah i just think that it's a good it's a good way for Kelnick to start off with just uh facing the number of righties that he will and then you know cal raleigh was one of our guys that um we really think it's going to have a really good season and mm-hmm. Cal Raleigh also, I believe had three home runs against the guardians last year. So I think yeah, I think like that led the team when it came to the Guardians. So there's some element to that as well. So that's my other guy that I think is going to have a big, um, big uh, series against the guardians was Cal Raleigh. Um, I'll be curious to kind of see how Scott, I'll be curious to see how the, the, the lineup kind of all shakes out and where guys bat. I think that might be, um, kind of interesting especially with where they want to put Kelnick. um mm-hmm. but uh no i think it's super important for Kelnick to get off to a good start um just if he you know gets in the right mindset and you know has a good couple at bats and puts a couple balls in play i think that could really do well for jared i think going forward but um yeah what's your expectations for for your boy cal raleigh in this first series here do you think um i don't know do you think a couple home runs what do you what are you thinking give us give us a give us a quick prediction what do you think
0: i you know what i want to say two home runs but the moment i do that uh he probably goes oh for 12. <laughs> um i'm i'm assuming we're gonna to see tom murphy at least one game maybe two um you know behind the dish um, and we don't know what they're gonna be doing with the dh role just as of yet you know, you got Tommy Ostelli, you got Cooper Hummel, you know, guys who can play DH. Uh, you've got four outfielders for three outfielder spots. So I would assume, you know, Kellenaker or or um, A.J. Pollock get some time at DH. So uh, I, I would expect to see Cal at least two games. Probably, you know, opening day for sure. Um, I see him probably catching Logan Gilbert. Um, I, I'm just taking a stab at it. I feel like him and him and Logan have probably been with each other more than him and Tom, uh, or Logan and Tom. Sorry. Um. So I would assume him to catch like one and three. Um. You know, I'll I'll try to say eh, two for at least two hits this series. uh If we see him two times, and hopefully one of them being a home run. You know that would that would be preferable. I think that would be a good start to the season for the big dumper. Um, you know, but I'm, I'm really, you know, outside of big dumper, I'm really hoping Kalinick, you know, comes in and has a very, very quick start. I want to, I want, you know, him to take the training wheels off and time to play, you know?
1: Yep. No, I think he's, uh, I think he's definitely the guy that um, we're, uh all going to be a little, I wouldn't say glued to, but most certainly interested to see. And, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of, I, I kind of find it funny. It's like, uh, we've kind of gone to autopilot with Julio a little bit. Like, we mm-hmm. just like expect it out of Julio now. And we're not really, I mean, people are talking about him. He's on the cover of Sports Illustrated and, um, you know, you and I are baseball card guys. He's on, he's on the tops cover of all baseball cards this year. Like he's out there, but we've kind of gone to autopilot where we just kind of expect this greatness from him. Right. And like, mm-hmm. we're not really like, we, we obviously want to see Julio and we're going to see him, you know, shine, I think this season, but like, uh, yeah, we've just kind of gone to this point where it's like, yep. hope We're hoping for a couple doubles, maybe a couple stolen bases, phenomenal defense. And you know, that's, uh, that's what we're going to get out of the guy. And I feel like that's such a good feeling to have. But mm-hmm. I feel like we should still make a point of it just because, uh, um, yeah, because he's our guy. He's one of the big
0: reasons that T-Mobile last year became the electric factory. You know, it's not just his play. His play was phenomenal. He ended up being the rookie of the year. It's it's his swagger. It's that smile he has when he makes a good play or he watches his teammates make a big play. Um, you know, he's he's the face of this franchise, he will be the face of this franchise for a long time. So, um, yeah, don't us not talking about him doesn't mean that we you know we don't expect big things. Cause honestly, the sky's the limit for Julio. I, I think within five or ten years he could be the best player in baseball. He's got that limit, you know. He could be one of the two or three best, if not the best player. Not named Shohei Otani. We'll see how long that guy, you know, swings a stick <laughs> and throws a ball for. But, um, yeah, Julio, big things are coming. Big things are coming. So, um, yeah, so the Cleveland Guardians series is going to be a good series. Um, going to be very, very interested to see. I, I hope it's not like last season. It took us until May to kind of get the rust off and, and you know, the Mariners to start playing good baseball. I hope it we're not like that this season. I have, I hope we have a good April and that leads us to having a good rest of the season. So, um,
1: that's my hope too. And, you know, I think we're going to have, uh, you know, the Mariners schedule is a little different this year. And we, I mean, we covered, we talked about it, we covered it. Um, know, yeah, I think this is a good series against the guardians kind of start off with, but, um, we, we go into some interleague play right in the middle of April. So, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be kind of interesting to uh, interesting to watch there. But I think, um <clears throat> you know, bringing it back to the Guardians, um, I don't know if there's any other really kind of main storylines to stick out, stick out to me in this game. Um Keep an eye on the left handers um, for the Guardians to see how they play against, uh you know, guys like Castillo, guys like the bullpen, if they get to him early, mm-hmm. um, if they get to him early, we might be in some trouble there. But um you know i'm really kind of hoping this matters offense i'm really going to keep an eye on ty france as well um see if he see if his swing is back in the way it was and just kind of see how he's feeling i would say um and you know that you can keep an eye there's there's a lot of guys we can list here um i I think i think Kelnick is the is the main one to to watch during the series just to see if he still got the magic that he had in spring training um it'd be fun to see AJ Pollock in a baseball and a manner uniform at the first time out there as well. So mm-hmm. a lot to look forward to. Um, you know, opening day is just a magical day anyways. Um so uh just, uh just a lot to look forward to and um man, can't wait for it all. Are you uh are you going to
0: any of the games this week? Like do you have time to or are you just gonna be, um, be catching them on route?
1: Um probably just gonna be catching them on route. Yeah, most likely going to be catching on my roof. It's supposed to be. I don't think it's. I think we might have the roof closed on Friday and Saturdays. I think it's supposed to be, not the not the nicest here in the Pacific Northwest on those days. Yeah, but
0: uh, what is what? What's the first game you're going to be going to this season? Do you know?
1: Um, I don't quite know yet. I haven't planned out my schedule all that well. We are traveling at certain points and kind of got a couple of booked weekends there. It's a little difficult just to kind of get in this year, but, mm-hmm. um, I do have the pirate series circled for myself and yep. I think in, uh, I think in, yeah, in May. So looking forward to that. Um, and I think I'll make myself out to that one for sure. And then I think I do have tickets purchased for the Astros series on uh, the first week in of May. So that might be the next one. That might be actually the first one that I go to. So um, okay, I don't know. And I'm, yeah, I think the Rockies might be a little bit of a thinner game as well. So maybe we can make it in there. But mm-hmm. uh, we'll see kind of how it all plays out. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know if I'm going to make it to any games this season uh, outside of the All-Star game. You know, we've, we've got the all-star game booked, um, you know, in Seattle, but, um, you know, I'll be expecting you hopefully, you know, to make some of the, uh, the giveaway games to give me some of those Mariners Funkos, or at least, you know, they have hopefully some in the team store afterwards that we can Mm -hmm. just purchase, you know, and then you can send my way, you know, Uh, (laughs) but, uh, yeah. The season's almost here. The the, the season's almost almost here. Final thoughts before the season starts. What are our expectations this season? Is it is it to make the playoffs or is it a higher expectation of winning the ALDS or you know, can we say our expectation is make the World Series? What what do you think the expectation is? In that so bookhouse right now.
1: I mean, uh, you know, the canned answer that they would give you is like, "Oh, it's always to win the World Series, right?" But like, um, I think realistic expectations are to get back to the playoffs. I think that's, I think that's probably numero uno, right? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You know, I feel like I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, I've been listening, I've been reading a lot, and everybody's still very high on the Astros, and I, it's very difficult to. I, I I haven't found one publication or one group that's you know willing to say that the Mariners are going to take a step to go past the Astros this year. Um, so just because of that, I think you have to set your expectations to, you know, maybe getting to that four spot in the wild card rather than the fifth spot. I think that would be. Uh, I think those are kind of the goals I think for the Mariners this year. Even though I do. I I will say, I do think the Astros are somewhat vulnerable in a way. So like, I feel like, I feel like the expectation you should be setting for yourself is like, get to the playoffs and take a bite out of the Astros this season. Right. Like Mm -hmm. have the Astros. Like, I think the Astros are in a little bit of a vulnerable spot. I think that they don't have as much depth. They don't have, um, I feel like the there's questions on like, kind of where do they go to the pitching after if they have one or two injuries here or there. Right. So I do think there's a little bit of that there so like that's kind of where I'm going with this right make the playoffs take a bite out of the Astros and um yeah I know last week I said and maybe if I could I know we I know I said last week oh I think we should probably go get Brian Reynolds and maybe if I could amend that I'd probably say like I would love for us to go add another bat to this roster, right? Maybe I'll make that as my prediction is like, you know, I hope we can kind of go add something else to this similar to like we added a pitcher last year. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that would be another expectation or a hope that I would have of like adding somebody else to this team. That's going to help in some capacity, right? Especially if Kelnick is, you know, if Kelnick's just an average player, that's great. But like, I would love for us to go add another big bat at some point um and maybe that's not an expectation i have of the team but maybe that's like uh just a hope that i do think we get at some point it's just like i hope we get another big bat that kind of helps us propel that you know take us th- allows us to take the next bite out of the astros so mm-hmm. those kind of expectations that i have from a winning side are get to the playoffs you know steal a couple wins from the astros and kind of bring that margin between their win record and our win record closer together right so what about you? What are your uh, expectations, feelings, kind of final things as we move into the season here?
0: I, I think the expectations got to be to make the playoffs. Like that, we set the bar high last year. Um, I know we've gotten better competition in the AL West. Um, obviously, you said the Astros. There's nothing else that needs to be said. I will mention, though, you know, the, the Astros' biggest pickup this season, this offseason, was Jose Abreu. And I know Cody, our friend Cody's going to shoot me for this. He is 36 years old. I don't know how much he's got left in the tank. I know he's a former AL MVP, um, you know, and his body's held up pretty well through his first uh, few years in the league. But I just, you know, he's at that age now where we could probably see some decline. So um, everything else you said about the Astros, though, valid, you know, lack of pitching depth, overall depth, just can't hurt them. Um Rangers and Angels both got better. Um, You know, we make jokes about the Rangers and Jacob DeGrom all the time. Um, You know, he's probably only going to last 10 games. But, um, you know, outside of Jacob DeGrom, uh, I feel like they've got a pretty solid offense and they did something to improve their pitching, um, at least starting pitching. Their bullpen is still kind of suspect in my mind. Um, So I still think the Rangers are going to be behind the Mariners. And then the Angels, um, I think, are a lot closer. Um, you mentioned here baseball prospectus has has been higher on the Angels and the Mariners. Um, I'm going to counter that with, well, of course they're going to be higher because they have the two best players in baseball, in Shohei Itani and Mike Trout. But we've seen over the last few years um, that kind of hasn't meant too much for the Angels having the best well, at one point the best player in baseball and then the last couple of years having the two best players in baseball, because if they don't have the um, opponents around or the components around them to, um, you know, succeed outside of those two, uh, they are, you know, they're not going to do anything. Um, you got to see what Brandon Drury is going to do. And then on the pitching side of things, you know, their biggest, one of their biggest acquisitions was Tyler Anderson and, um, I don't know. He, he last year seemed like a fluke for them, so um, you know a lot of people might be ranking the Angels higher, but I still think the Mariners probably should be the second best team in the AL West this season, which should be good enough um, for the fourth spot or the fifth spot on the uh, on in the wild card. So um, I think that's my expectation this season. Um, if we're doing personal expectations. Um, you know, you could kind of hit back to what I said last week. Um, I think George Kirby's going to take that step and be one of the two best pitchers on the team come the end of the season. And uh, my, my very bold prediction, and I'm going to stick by it, Jared Kelnick is going to garner a couple of votes. I think it is his time. I think he's going to become an all-star. I think he's going to have a big season. And I really don't want to have to eat crow if that doesn't happen, so um, yeah, but it's gonna it's gonna be a fun season. I can't wait. Um, however, it shakes out, um, it's always fun, and and it's just it's fun to 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 have this kind of hope and optimism at the start of the season to to think you know we we can do big things. You know, let's go and accomplish them that doesn't happen a lot in the Seattle sports scene. You know, the Seahawks recently, um, you know, they've been busting down expectations, but it's been eight or 10 years since they've had uh, a team that you could say that team can win the Super Bowl. You know, the Sounders, you know, not a lot of people watch the Sounders. They were legit MLS cup contenders for a while. um, And it looks like they're trying to finally rebuild. And then the Kraken have been just busting down expectations. So, um, you know, the sports scene as a whole at Seattle is just phenomenal right now.
1: Yeah. It's a it's a good time to be a Seattle sports fan. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I just, uh, I, uh, I can't believe we're here. Right. We, we started this journey, you and I, right. Like after the, right after the, the phenomenal end of the season that we had. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I'm super excited. We've made it this far and, um, yeah i can't wait to i can't wait to be continuing to talk about it more so mm-hmm. um yeah it's like uh it's like we're, it's like we're at christmas day and the day is almost here so um mm-hmm. man can't wait for it really looking forward to it all yep
0: yep yep i oh i'm ready i'm ready Bill. so well that is what we have for our show um like i said uh earlier in the show uh Bo and I will be going to two podcasts today starting uh, probably April 4th, April 5th is when that second one will start dropping, Um, which if you're looking at your calendar, should be the Thursday of next week. So, um, you know, be here for us, uh, you know, and and we're going to put out some good content. Um, Typically our second show is going to probably be just more so of a recap of the week so far, and then a a um, a preview of the weekend to come. You know, because obviously the weekends are going to be the big series, um, and then you know we'll kind of fill in. We'll probably be shooting wild games going on, so you know we'll if it, if it's not an off day, we'll be kind of following that along and keeping track as we go. So, but I know. Speaking for Bo, I just want to thank everyone again for, for listening to us and sticking with us. You know, it's it's been such a fun ride so far, and now the season is here, and we're just going to have more baseball to talk about. You know, we're going to have more content than ever. So prepare yourself, folks. And as uh, Russell Wilson said, Mariners country, let's ride. I should I should put that, you know, comma, probably. You probably said that. <laughs> so, Bo, do you have anything else before we get out of here? You got any words of wisdom, uh, trivia questions? Nope. I know you don't have one, but you got anything else for us before we go?
1: I don't think so. It's it's here. It's here. Let's enjoy it. Let's uh, let's go. M's forks down.
0: Forks down, baby. Forks down. For all of us here at Forks Down. Thank you for taking the time to listen to another edition. Um, You know, for all our listeners in the Puget Sound, the Pacific Northwest, and beyond, like, we're all here. Let's go, Ims. Let's go, Mariners. For Bo Chisholm, I'm Rick Clark, and we will see you guys next week.